extension of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Welcome in, everybody, to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Grateful for our sponsors today as we come to you from the Debbie Johnson Studios. Debbie is, of course, a realtor with Kessinger Real Estate. Give her a call today at 662-689-0090 or call her office at 662-234-5555. We appreciate that relationship we have with Debbie. She's our real estate agent here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. She can be yours today. Just give her a call if you have any question regarding any real estate properties that you'd be interested in becoming a part of, whether it be commercial, personal, maybe you need that farm place, Debbie Johnson's your go-to, 662-689-0090. Also excited to be continue to be partnered with Bet Online. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Promo code is BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, for Ole Miss, it was the Ole Miss defense that took care of the Kentucky Wildcats at the end of the day because that Ole Miss offense stalled once again in the fourth quarter. But the good news for Ole Miss, it had an incredible fan base. It had a fan base that showed up and showed out. You know, I was – and look, I was, I was somebody that was critical, but uh, I should have used my head. I should have understood that it, the Tulsa game was a another home game against a non-conference opponent that, quite frankly, wasn't very good, and Ole Miss fans had already decided they were coming into town for the following weekend. And boy, did you. A hat tip to uh, Paris Buchanan, the entire marketing department, Randy Dale and the Ole Miss band. It was a absolute, and I never say this, but I'll say this just once. It was a party in the sip. <laughs> it was absolutely a party. I had a chance to uh, get some video of, 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 of all of you in the stands going crazy, and uh, it was an absolute insane environment, and uh, you are all to be commended. Going to have to do it again in a couple of weeks as Ole Miss welcomes Auburn to town. It's going to be another 11 o'clock game, and uh, look, I – I understand the frustration. I, I knew why the game was at 11 against Kentucky. I don't understand why the game is at 11 versus Auburn, unless Ole Miss just has that cachet for that noon window that ESPN really likes. And look, if if, if ESPN brass saw that, um, that the Ole Miss fans showed up like you did, I can understand why they would want to put Ole Miss in that noon window again. But I understand also Ole Miss fans wanting to be uh, wanted to have a night game. I completely understand that as well. But it's kind of a double-edged sword here. It's a 
It's really a win for the university, and I know that's not a popular thing to say, but it truly is a win to come directly out of college game day and to come directly into a a, a big-time game. And now I don't know if this is a big-time game, but but I think from Ole Miss's perspective, or at least from ESPN's perspective, you get an undefeated Ole Miss team against an Auburn team that's not very good, but it's got a kind of an interesting story right now because you know, you've got a coach that's kind of fighting for his job it's like any other major network. It's, I don't know, for the lack of a better word, must-see TV. So uh, you get a very interesting coach in Lane Kiffin that, that's really firing on all cylinders, and we'll get to Lane in a moment. Uh, the number now, 16 wins and three losses after the last 19 games. The fastest coach in Ole Miss history. I'm sorry. He is the second, or tied with Johnny Vaught, as the, coach, the fastest coach to 20 wins in Ole Miss history. I think that's right. I know he got his 20th win because Brett Norsworthy on the Ole Miss Network said so. And when Brett says it, I kind of take that to the bank. But Brett did say that. So kind of digging around, I think he's tied with Johnny Vaught. It's getting to 20 wins the fastest with Johnny Vaught. That's pretty good company. Had a chance to visit with the Jordan family. Or Jordan, 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 however you say it. Uh, Tyler was on the sideline, had a chance to visit with him and how all the publicity. We've got a, an interview coming with Tyler very soon and talking about how this this real tree helmet kind of came into fruition. You know Tyler's dad, Bill, played at Ole Miss. They're huge Ole Miss fans. And it was a big day for Realtree. He, he kind of gave me some insight about kind of what it went into it and all of the positive publicity they've gotten throughout the country and really cool stories. So we'll, we'll bring that up. We'll bring that interview uh, with Tyler Jordan or Tyler Jordan, however you say it, uh, coming up very soon. But at the end of the day, Ole Miss wins the game, and they're undefeated. And Will Levis was really good. He's a good quarterback, and I think he's going to go really high in the draft. They just have a very, very poor offensive front. And we said as much that Ole Miss was going to destroy that offensive line. I didn't know if they would get as much pressure as they did. The Kentucky defense surprised me just a little bit. They, they were a little bit better than I, than I was giving them credit for. They're, they're a very scrappy bunch, and, and you know – with Stoops being the head coach there, being a defensive mind, you know, serving at Florida State and really having an opportunity to get that job, I thought maybe, you know, maybe down the road it could be an opportunity for Mark. You know, we had Dave Buzz Baker on the podcast last week, and he talked about how Stoops is really happy there in Kentucky. But let's let's get, get down to numbers. I mean, Open says 5-0. and Mark Stoops now is 0-12 against SEC West teams on the road. It's either 0-12 or 0-11, one of the two. He hasn't won a game on the road against an SEC Western Division foe. That, that, that's tough. That's a tough number to overcome. Now, there's still brighter days for Kentucky this year. They've, they've got some, a ton of winnable games left. Even got an opportunity to you know, make some noise. Have a nice season. But they had an opportunity to exercise some demons in Oxford. They had an opportunity to have a really special season by beating a, uh, a highly ranked Ole Miss team on the road in front of a hostile environment. They didn't do it. But what Lane Kiffin has done at Ole Miss is he's won the close games. Now, we can argue about how he's won those games. But Lane Kiffin's doing something that no Ole Miss coach has ever done, ever. Like we could talk Johnny Vaught, but I don't know what happened in the 50s. I've just seen the videos. But I can take you all the way back to Billy Brewer in the 1980s 
And I can tell you that there's been no Ole Miss coach that's worn the Ole Miss visor on the sideline that has made the decisions down the stretch with no consequence. There's been no Ole Miss coach in its history that has went for it on fourth down like Lane Kiffin does late in the game. And Ole Miss fans buy it, hook, line, and sinker. There's been no Ole Miss coach that's played with his hair on fire the entire game, that's made decisions, that does not coach scared, that doesn't coach and play conservative. There's been no Ole Miss coach that's gone after the win like Lane Kiffin has. That's why he's worth every bit of the money that Keith Carter in this administration is paying him. That's why I think it's imperative that this administration pay him whatever it takes. Teddy KGB said it best. At the end of the day, when when the young man uh, played by Matt Damon beat him, pay this man straight up. Pay that man his money. I'm going to KGB it. Regardless of what happens, regardless of what jobs come open, if Lane Kiffin leaves, it shouldn't be because of money. What he's bringing into the Ole Miss program, you can't put a dollar amount on. The amount of eyes that were on Ole Miss. You look at the admissions. We had Chancellor Glenn Boyce on this program. They have the largest freshman class in Ole Miss history, and next year is going to be even larger. Does that have anything to do with Lane Kiffin in football? I think it does. When you play for a Sugar Bowl and you have all eyes on you, when you play for an Outback Bowl, you have all those eyes on you. When you play in the bowl games and you play against the big-time programs and you turn social media on its head, that's worth something. Lane Kiffin's being paid to be a football coach at Ole Miss, but he's doing so much more than that. Whether or not he means to or not, his social media presence and the way that he's incorporated his, his Labrador retriever is turning Ole Miss that has been mascot infighting for the last 30 years completely thrown out the door. All the mascots are gone, and everybody's gravitating towards Juice Kiffin, and it could not have been more of a win-win situation. That was done because of Lane Kiffin and his and his marketing genius. If it was done by someone else, please let me know. But this sounds like a brainchild of something that Kiffin would do. On the recruiting visits, the, the recruits want to sit in the Aston Martin. They want to sit by the coach that wears a hoodie in 95-degree weather, by the way. <laughs> They want to sit by the coach that, that wears the cool gear, drives the cool cars, hangs out with the cool people. That's what the, the recruits want. And obviously it's, it's proving to be true. Because you look at where Ole Miss is in recruiting rankings. In high school rankings, by the way, per commitment, not totality, but per commitment, they're number nine to anywhere from nine to 14 in the country. Overall, I think the consensus is roughly top 25. Now, that, at the end of the day, is probably not the best in the SEC or maybe not the upper echelon. But the way that Lane Kiffin recruits the transfer portal, if you can be anywhere in the top 20 in high school recruiting rankings, you're going to be really good. The talk was you can't recruit the portal and be successful. Okay. Are we gonna, how many times are we going to move the goalpost on this? One year? Okay, well, he did it. Two years? Yep, he's, he's done it. Three years? Okay, doing pretty good. Can you win bringing players in left and right? Ole Miss is undefeated with a ton of transfers. By the way, transfer quarterback. Two running backs. Two, three wide receivers, maybe four. 
two linebackers, one defensive lineman, a couple of defensive backs, a kicker, a punter. They're doing it. And they're doing it with style and doing it with flash. Fans love it. Recruits love it. Pay the man. I don't know who's going to come after him. I don't know if he wants to leave. You know, he made the comment earlier this year. We had it on the show here. That Lane Kiffin was thankful for Oxford. And, 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 and I'm not putting words in his mouth, but it was something to the effect of he felt like he needed Oxford more than Oxford needed him. Okay. That tells me a guy that's pretty happy. We'll see. At the end of the day, you got to pay. Had a chance to see uh, Jimmy Sexton at the game. Of course, Jimmy Sexton is the agent for Lane Kiffin. He was in the portal, uh, not the transfer portal. He was in the the portal on the southwest end of the stadium, and I saw him over there and can only imagine what he's thinking. He's got himself a darling of a client. Lane Kiffin will be paid. Will it be by Ole Miss? We'll see. But I don't know that Ole Miss has been in a better position from an athletic administration standpoint in a long, long time. Uh, Keith Carter has been phenomenal. You know, a lot of people didn't know if, if Keith could transition into administration as well as he did. Heck of a three-point shooter. Guarded pretty well. Good basketball player. Turned out to be a heck of an AD. Coming over from the foundation, I mean, the foundation was doing phenomenal under Keith's leadership. Now under Keith's leadership as an athletic department. I, I, I Honestly, I mean, you can go back through the history books. I, I don't know if you can say that just using the sports, not even talking about, you know, women's golf that won a national championship or, or how great Matt's doing, Matt Mott's doing the soccer. But looking at football, men's and women's basketball, and baseball, can has there been? I mean, sure, I mean, bas- women's basketball maybe, you know, under Van Chancellor, but but as a, as a unit, has it ever been this good as a unit? I mean, Yo's bringing them in, bringing in the players. I, th- I think eventually she's going to turn the corner, and she, she kind of already has. She inherited a terrible situation. I understand Kermit's got to win. I mean, he knows that. Keith knows that. You know that. I know that. But he's recruiting at a very high level. So what happens with recruiting? What happens with men basketball this year? They need to win. And, and, and I think everybody knows that. Recruiting's going really well, but they need to win to keep those recruits. And then football's rocking and rolling. I don't know if there's been a better, a better cohesive unit in regards to stability wins than what Keith Carter has in the major four. Let's look at this win over Kentucky. It was a big win for the Rebels. They beat a top 10 team. They're now in the top 10 in a lot of different polls. They'll head to Vanderbilt and face the Vanderbilt Commodores on Saturday, 3 o'clock SEC Network. Full coverage on the Ole Miss Radio Network as well, two hours prior to kick. We have Chris Lee from VandySports.com on the podcast later on in the week. Chris does a great job covering the Vanderbilt Athletic Department. And it gives a great breakdown of what Ole Miss can expect from the Commodores on the gridiron. We'll talk with Chris later on in the week. Second half of the show, we'll look back at this Kentucky win, talk about Ole Miss going forward, and what's to come right here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network.
Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code Believe50, B L E A V 50, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. But online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family, Kessinger realestate.com and debbie has been with them for quite a few years if you need to get her directly just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090 remember your go-to for real estate whether it be commercial farm or maybe you need that home maybe you need that second home in oxford you're looking maybe to relocate to oxford part of the real estate family the kessinger real estate family debbie johnson your realtor 662-234-5555 or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090 debbie johnson a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. Welcome back into the Believing on this podcast, part of the Believe Network. 22-19 was the final score as the then number seven ranked Kentucky Wildcats come to Oxford and lose to the number 11 ranked Ole Miss Rebels. The Rebels now 5-0, 1-0 in the conference. Kentucky falls to 4-1 and 1-1 in the SEC. Taking a look at the scoring, it was uh, pretty much Ole Miss early. It's kind of been that way, I don't know, <laughs> all season long. It's been that way that Ole Miss comes out strong and they have struggled in the second half. But uh, to their credit, 
the defense has played really well, and uh, you know they've kind of gotten away with it to some extent. It was a beautiful day in Vaughn Hemingway Stadium. Like I said, the crowd was fantastic. You guys were great, and uh, Ole Miss will need that in a couple of weeks when they face Auburn. Because I guarantee you, Auburn will come in here and they'll play hard. And how good they are, but they'll play hard. Rebels go on the board first in the Zach Evans four-yard run. Ole Miss uh, goes the entire length of the field in seven minutes and nine seconds. Uh, seven to nothing, the Rebels take a quick seven-nothing lead over the Kentucky Wildcats. It was a Quinshawn Judkins forty-eight-yard run. That was big boy football. That's the video that's kind of floating around. The Cruz kick is good. Uh, 14-0, the Rebels go up in the first quarter with 59 seconds to go. But it was. Uh, how about this Kentucky Wildcat team? After a huge kickoff return, uh, they score in just 47 seconds. Uh, Rodriguez, a 10-yard touchdown run, cuts the lead to 14-6. to PAT was missed. I think this was the one that was blocked. And uh, Ole Miss was able to uh, block that PAT. Something to remember going forward. Special teams, by the way. Huge, huge win for Ole Miss in special teams. Ole Miss gets a safety because Will Levis is the pocket collapses with about 10 uh, – it was 10.28 to go in the second quarter. And the Rebels uh, sack Will Levis into the end zone. A two-point safety at 16-6. to And uh, the Rebels would add a 53-yard Jonathan Cruz field goal. Uh, the time possession, three minutes, 20 seconds to go up 19-6 to with seven minutes and three seconds to go in the second half. I wrote in my notes – this is something to monitor. And this was a situation where Ole Miss was, 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 uh, was a flag for holding. Stoops elected not to take the penalty. And so Lane just trots out his field goal unit. And, of course, we know then um, that Cruz can make this. He made the 56-yarder to beat Lane at, when he was at uh, Charlotte and our coastal wherever he played and uh, when, when Lane was at Florida Atlantic. So he knows he can kick it and you know he can make it. Well, when Stoops doesn't take the penalty, because we know at this point, Ole Miss, if you take the penalty, they're out of field goal range. Ole Miss is probably going to run a draw or something underneath, and uh, they're going to punt. The Lace decline the penalty. Ole Miss gets the field goal. That would prove to be a huge three points for the Rebels down the stretch. Credit Kentucky and Will Levis with only a minute 23 to go in the first half. Uh, the Wildcats score 19 to 12 would be the deficit from this point. Uh, they did not get the the, um, the extra point. It was bobbled by the snapper. I'm sorry, by the, the holder. And so with 123 to go in the first half, it was Kentucky cutting into that lead 19 to 12. Once again, another snafu by special teams. No scoring in the fourth quarter. Had a little bit of scoring in the third quarter. And uh, it was a defensive effort. It really was. Kentucky tied up the game, a 17-yard pass from Will Levis to uh, Jordan Dingle. The Ruffalo kick was good this time, all tied at 19-19. to uh, That drive, a heck of a drive, five minutes and eight seconds total with a 6.22 to go in the third quarter. And then the Rebels would put a 26-yard field goal by Jonathan Cruz with two minutes and 19 seconds to go to go up 22-19, to and that would be the final score. We all know how it ended. It was kind of back and forth in the fourth quarter. Teams exchanged punts. And it was Ole Miss that uh, they, they got the turnovers. I mean, it was about turnovers and special teams and the Ole Miss defensive front destroying the Kentucky offensive line. Those are the three keys. That's how Ole Miss came out on top. And it was a big day for that Ole Miss defensive front. Plenty of time. 50-yard Pass play to Brown, got them down here. 
Levis. Batted out of the air. It's a free ball. Jared Ivey knocked it out for Ole Miss. And Tavius Robinson has recovered. That was, of course, courtesy of ESPN. Sean McDonough, play-by-play. Todd Blackledge on color and Molly McGrath on the sideline on ESPN. So that was the play. That was the play that Jared Ivey came across the end, and Jared Ivey said in the postgame press conference that they knew that the right tackle had went, had went out. You remember that right tackle went down with a cramp. Everybody booed, which, whatever. Dude was legitimately hurt. And they put a very fresh right tackle in, and the coaches told him, go right at him. And that's exactly what Jared Ivey did. The ball comes loose. Robinson recovers. Ole Miss wins the game. Now, we can talk about how Ole Miss got here. We can talk about the fourth quarter woes in scoring. We can talk about how Kentucky was, you know, illegal motion. We could talk about so many things. But it all is a combination of things. You, the fan coming to the game, very well could have had something to do with that illegal motion penalty. Lane Kiffin said so in the, uh, the press conference. So that's a factor. You, the fan, were a difference in the game. Very much was a difference in the games last year, specifically the Arkansas game. But I talked about it in the first segment. Those are games that Ole Miss loses in the past because they're not very demonstrative in their calls. They're very conservative. And so those are games that Ole Miss loses. But under Lane Kiffin, they've won those games. Here's Lane Kiffin in the press conference from Monday. You know, as I've you know, mentioned, and, you know, the crowd was really to our advantage, which is what, you know, the goal has been. I mean, it impacts recruiting. You know, you hear it from recruits, what they say after games, um, not just what maybe you think when they watch on TV, but when they're here, and, and it impacted the game. I mean, there's three penalties on them on offense, two false starts, and really a legal shift that to me is a false start as well, um, not being set, that could be credited to the crowd. So, you know, you can say they won the game. So that's um, the way we want it to be. And so that's an awesome job. But like we tell our players, all right, do it again. So not getting ahead of this week, but the next home game, you know, we're walking up. Just Kyle just said it was announced at the same time, same network, same everything. So let's redo that from an atmosphere standpoint in the exact same way, regardless of what teams are ranked or any of that. Um, Because it dramatically impacts our program. Um, You know, besides just the players, as I mentioned, in recruiting. And and it's huge. So let's do it again. And that's head coach Lane Kiffin. And give him credit. I mean, he called out the fans, you guys, and you responded, (laughs) absolutely responded. Uh, in full force, and he gave you plenty of credit for doing so. So uh, credit Lane Kiffin for coming out and saying that definitely had a, something to do with the game itself. A quick look at the numbers. Big day from Jackson Dart. You know, I, watching it live, I had, you know, a couple of thoughts. Watching it back, I thought he did really well. I really did. 15-29 uh, for only 213 yards, had the one pick, no interceptions. But I thought the decision-making process was was really good. Thought he read the coverage from Kentucky really well. I think Stoops threw a lot at him. He really did, and uh, I thought he handled it very well to be his first SEC start. What can you say about Quinchon Jenkins? 
15 carries, 106 yards again, one touchdown, had the long of 48, averaging once again seven yards a carry. So it, it really says a lot is a testament to him because Ole Miss was without, for the most part, Zach Evans, who'd been dealing with a hip pointer, only nine carries for 24 yards. So we didn't see him very much. Uh, obviously, um, Ulysses Bentley is dealing with a hand, hand injury, so he hasn't played. And uh, the other running back's been Jackson Dart. Jackson had eight carries for 40 yards, did a nice job whenever he had that opportunity to run, total of 40 yards, and had a long of 12. Making good decisions, that's what you have to do. We haven't seen him run a lot. He hasn't had to, had to because the offensive line's been really good. Micah Pettis, what about Micah Pettis? My goodness, what about Jalen Williams, the young freshmen that are being able, being able to play and come in and play? Caleb Warren, obviously, we know has been injured. So, Eli Acker has had to slide down and, and snap some, which that didn't go terribly well. Uh, Caleb Warren had to come in injured in the second half. So, I expect they're working night and day on getting that snapping fixed. But you're hoping to get Zach Evans back soon. And look, you know, no, no disrespect to Vanderbilt, but you would think that uh, they should be able to get uh, take care of Vanderbilt without having to go too deep in the, the cupboard for players. Another big game from Malik Heath, the transfer out of Mississippi State. Six catches, 100 yards, averaging 16.5 yards a catch. Really good day from Malik Heath. Jordan Watkins uh, had a couple of catches for 49 yards. He's coming on. I think he's the number three guy now, without question. Jonathan Mingo only one catch. They bracketed him, and it was tough to get anything going with Jonathan Mingo. He's got to get some separation. He's just got to get some separation to get better. Quinchon Jenkins had a uh, had a catch out of the backfield, but Michael Trigg. I, I, I know Michael Trigg got popped pretty good on the sideline by Lane Kiffin, but it was just a you know a, a mental thing. On the field, Trigg lining up a little bit at at wide receiver. Uh, Struggled some, I think, with blocking, and so that's something they'll need to address. But 41 yards, three catches. Michael Treat's going to be good down the stretch for this team. Defensively, Ole Miss is still doing well. A.J. Finley, what can you say? And how about that linebacking core? Austin Keyes played maybe his best game as a Rebel. J.J. Pegues playing hurt, played well. Cedric Johnson, Tavius Robinson. Troy Brown putting his head down in there. Otis Reese playing well after coming out from being disqualified, playing in the second half. Big plays today from Otis Reese, and it's just coming together for this defense. And I, and I credit Chris Partridge for that, who's done a really good job with the talent that he has, recruiting at a high level. Can't forget Davis and Nick Benoson, the talented freshman, is playing well at, at cornerback and it's just a team that's just just playing well as a group. Excited to see what this team can do Saturday. Aishim Young. How about Ladarius Tennyson with the big sack? So it, it's a it's a lot of people's making making plays. It's not just just a couple. But they need to continue to improve. And the depth is there, which the depth hasn't been there in the past. We'll have Chris Lee from VandySports.com coming up later on in the week. Chris does a phenomenal job covering the Commodores in all facets of sports. And we, uh, we'll have a great conversation with Chris about this upcoming game. 3 o'clock on the SEC Network. Drew Carter will have the play-by-play. And Matt Stitchcomb will be the color analyst. And Alyssa Lang will be the sideline reporter from Nashville. 3 o'clock kickoff. And we'll have all the coverage pre- and post-game on Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports at Reps247.com. 
Thankful so much for our sponsors today, Debbie Johnson from Kessinger Real Estate, Debbie Johnson Studios here, the Believe in Omens podcast, her cell phone, 662-689-0090. Thank you, Debbie, for being a sponsor on this show. We really, really appreciate it. Our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events, with first to market odds and lines. Head on over to uh, betonline.ag. It's a website. Use that promo code Believe50. Receive your 50% welcome bonus at your very first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks again, everybody, for listening to the show. We're awful grateful that you're part of the Believe in Omens podcast, part of the Believe Network. Shoot us a follow on Twitter if you haven't already at Brad Logan C-O-T-E. That's the hub for all of the Logan Media Network shows. Uh, we'll be recording soon a Mississippi Morning Quarterback. And there are other things coming down the pipe with some former Omens Rebels. Stay tuned to the Logan Media Network and the Believe in Omens podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. podcast with your host brad logan download the show on apple podcasts google play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on twitter at brad logan c-o-t-e and at believe podcasts as well as facebook brad logan media from the vault to the pavilion to swayze field it's all old miss all the time this has been the believe in old miss podcast a presentation of the believe podcast network